And we're back with So You Think You Know Sports. We focus in on football, basketball, and sometimes UFC. We are your one-stop shop for up-to-date news. We we come out each week, so you get uh, a packed-in sample size of the the varying things that happen in football and basketball, and of course that UFC. But I'm gonna we're gonna get right into it, and I am uh, gonna introduce the host. My name is Alex, and go ahead and say something for them, Muhammad. Hey, just want to say what's up to all the listeners. Thank you for listening, and keep listening. Yeah. Uh, and follow us on IG, uh, Twitter if you uh, tweet, along with we have a YouTube for video previews, uh, which are pretty interesting. Um, but we're going to be growing here, uh, definitely focus in. But we go into week two of the NFL. That will predominantly lead the time uh, we will be doing today, uh, along with a little bit of basketball, because there is some news there also with the U.S. FIBA team and the Week 2 of the NFL. Now, there were big winners, and there were big losers for many different reasons when it came to the NFL this past uh, week. Uh, to kind of throw it out there, there was a, a lot of injuries, along with teams who were just clearly showing they were the most dominant team. We're going to start with Monday night's game with the Browns versus the Jets. Not a really dominant or non-dominant, well, a little bit, <laughs> of a match, but uh, the Browns won against the Jets 23-3. to From what you saw, are the Browns that good or are the Jets that bad? I think that the Browns are still kind of mediocre. Even though they won by a good bit, it's not – they didn't really play a good game. At least Baker Mayfield didn't. The Jets, they're just riddled with injuries. They have multiple players just dropping like flies. They're already down to the third-string quarterback. And it looks like their best player right now is only Le'Veon Bell. I don't see anybody else that's really that great. Maybe the wide receiver, Robbie uh, – I think it's Robbie Anderson or something like that. But the Jets are just so injury-riddled. It's just terrible. The Browns, they still have a lot of improvement to do because they did not look that good either. Gotcha, yeah. Uh, I would say the Browns, they really aren't that great. Um, Jets were just that bad, uh, simple as that. They were down to their third-string quarterback by the end of the game, uh, which didn't vote well. The, the guy who was playing by the end of the game had signed with the team's just – six days before that. So he really couldn't go anywhere near deep in that playbook. Uh, anything that's basic to any quarterback for the, who can make it in the NFL. That was what's going on against a Brown teams. It's like you said, yeah, pretty mediocre, which made them look good on Monday night. Uh, along with the uh, spectacular play by Odell Beckham. Um, but yeah, uh, I, I would say, the Browns are just aren't that great. Yeah, and also the quarterback, the third-string quarterback that came in for Trevor Simeon, who started for the Jets, he actually played better than Trevor Simeon, who got hurt. I think he broke his ankle or something like that. Yeah, I don't, I'm not sure uh, with that. But um, with all the talent on the Browns, will they be pretty disappointed at, disappointing at the end of this year? No, they still have 
plenty of time to prove themselves because the division is really wide open. The Steelers, they're not going anywhere. Ben Roethlisberger is gone for the rest of the season. The Bengals are still bad, and they will be bad the whole season. So the only competition is the Ravens. Mm, uh, I I would agree, uh, but um, I, I think in the end they will be pretty disappointing. Um, it is too much talent on that team, but they don't look cohesive in any way. They're pretty. They're still pretty dedicated to being flashy. They think they can do what they want to. Uh, definitely looking at uh, Baker Mayfield's and Odell Beckham, but they're still about the antics. Uh, more about the talk and not the real work. Well, I mean, what is your expectations of this team for them to be disappointing by the end of the season? Well, it's I'm saying disappointing overall because I never took out a full verdict on the Browns. Uh, I didn't say they're going to be great because uh, Simply the history of the franchise does not lead you to think that's true. Um, <laughs> not to get too down on the Cleveland Browns, but it's just how it how it has been and a longstanding history with the Browns. Um, and But everybody did expect a lot out of the Browns. I know it might be a little overreacting because they're one and one. We're two games in, but it looked pretty disappointing. Uh, the... Jets were just already dead. Yeah, the Jets, they don't have anybody but Le'Veon Bell. And he he was doing everything, everything that he could. But I oh, don't yeah. think you should be so down on the Browns right now. It's the beginning of the season. They're still feeling themselves. And they really need to get into, um, get on a roll. Because the only competition is the Ravens in their division. So this division is really wide open. I thought that they wouldn't win the division in the first place because I thought the Steelers would take it, but, you know, they're out of contention now with Ben Roethlisberger being gone for the year. Yeah, uh, which is definitely true there. Um, I would say that the Jets are one quarterback away from putting Le'Veon Bell at quarterback. That's where they're at. So they that was, <laughs> oh, he was so in the Wildcats. Yes, and who's seen that in a while? Um, but do the Patriots have a undoubted clear road to the playoffs with two of the teams in their division already tanking the season after two games? Well, uh, the Dolphins for sure are tanking, but I don't think the Jets are tanking. They, no, they're not tanking. They just riddled with injuries. They that, that's that's the difference. But oh, the Buffalo Bills mm-hmm. are quietly two and zero. I mean, they're not a terrible team. Um, I doubted them very early on. They're still a defensive team, but I, I think they'll be a little bit of a challenge. Yeah, right. Okay. Like, like we were not putting them in contention uh, preseason uh, saying that they were going to uh, do anything against the Patriots. We're not going to act like the Jets were the only possible, possible, possible view of somebody – being uh, a actual competitor against the Patriots in their division. At this point, they are the most competitive team because they are 2-0. So uh, the, the Bills, they'll be kind of good, but not that good. What's, what's two games? 
please tell me what's two games. Uh, we're not far in, and it could be overreaction on any certain team other than the Patriots uh, with how they're set up because uh, this past Sunday, the Patriots played Miami Dolphins, which are also in their division along with the Jets, which is why I asked uh, whether they have a clear road to the pl- playoffs uh, after this because it looks like they have the division already sewn up after just two games. But they did play the Miami Dolphins, and it did not look pretty. It was another lame duck in the same division, 43-0. to zero. And, of course, Antonio uh, Brown made his debut, actually got on the field. Um, so with that, does the Patriots look better than expected? Um, I think their defense looks better than expected. I never expected their defense to look this good going into the season. They haven't had this type of defense in a very long time. Like, their defense usually starts out pretty bad at the beginning of the season. I know these two games haven't been um, the best competition because you see what the Steelers are now, and then you look at what the Dolphins are. But this defense looks like it can be something special. So you're telling me that you expected the offense to look like how it did? Yeah, I, I expect their offense to be clicking. Their defense usually is pretty bad going into the season. We're not talking about clicking. We're talking about demolishing teams. <laughs> well, the the defense scored two touchdowns. They had I, I agree one, with you. one pick not, six and then, and then one scoop and score. I, that you, I think you misunderstand what my actual argument is, uh, and that's uh, in your answer. Uh, what I'm arguing is, are you you really didn't expect? Like I, I'll, I'll answer it in my terms. Yeah, I didn't expect. I I didn't expect the uh, Patriots to actually uh, look that great. I didn't expect their offense to look that great. I didn't expect their defense to be that great. And they are a great, uh, very great defense, which is very unexpected. But overall, I'm saying you only pointed to kind of one side of the team and like you expected the offense to be this great. But no, I I can't believe you would think that the offense is – because I'm not one of them on the the Patriots. Well, Well, I expect the offense to be great. Why wouldn't I? Because yeah. of the Super Bowl? That's one game. This is a new season. That's a very that's a very important game, and that is a very small sample size from what we saw last year to what we see this year. Of course, it, it, they got better, so I, I didn't expect them to get better. I expect them to be in contention. I expect them to make it to a, a great at least chance to make it to the playoffs, but I didn't expect them to be this great. Because uh, like, I'm not one to gush on because I'm actually giving them a whole lot of credit here. Their team looks great. Yeah, that team was great, but I, I didn't expect, like, the offense to just score 13 points in the beginning of the season. I, I think you're just looking at that Super Bowl and just kind of just looking at that for the future. This is a new team, no, new season, new players. Not a, no, 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 no. <laughs> you're, you're misunderstanding. I'm saying the team is that great that – there's no way you could have expected the offense to be that great along with the defense. Now, the defense, hands down, of course, I agree. Nobody expected their defense to be that great. But, dude, you can't tell me 
that you were really expecting the offense to be so great. I know the the defense did get three interceptions and two of them were pick sixes, but the offense is putting up numbers. Yeah, but it's not like they're setting records. The offense looks good. It's not like they're just out of world um, type of offense. It's looking like it's supposed to. Well, what I'm saying is they literally look better than the uh, possible, the what, 16 and 0 team. They look better than the 16 and 0 team uh, from the years ago with uh, Randy Moss. I I don't know about that. They have the potential, but let's let's pump the brakes. No, I'm talking about what I see right now. That's what I'm saying. From what I'm seeing right now, that is what it looks like because you have no competition in your division. There's no no competition, not even close. You have two of the teams completely tanking because you can't tell me the Jets aren't at a point where they need to tank just to get a better quarterback. And Miami, they've already been made it clear they're tanking. So that is literally four games given to you when you all would have won them anyway. Then you throw on Buffalo, which they may look good right now, but I think when it comes to actually playing the Patriots, it's not going to happen. I think the Bills will give the Patriots a run for their money, you know, play a good that, that defensive game. Well, no, that it doesn't mean wins, wins but yeah. they have an easy schedule. Look, okay, I'm just going to run down the Bills' schedule. They have okay. the Bengals coming up. Then they play the Patriots at home. Then they play the Titans, Dolphins, Eagles. Um, that's, they could possibly win that game. Then they play the Redskins, Browns, Dolphins again, Broncos, Cowboys, Ravens, Steelers. Patriots, I mean, Patriots Jets. So I can see them winning nine to ten games. That's true in schedule. And I can see the Patriots making 16 and 0. So that, <laughs> those are, are not comparable. Like, I, I, I can really see it this year. Like, it, I don't like to give the Patriots credit in any way, but I really see this team is one of those all-time greats. They've masterminded into something great. So we'll we'll get into it because now they have Antonio Brown, which I think is what tips them over completely. But with all the issues and the drama that's in the news about Antonio Brown, about what's true, what's not true, him farting in front of uh, doctors' faces, uh, not paying trainers, uh, not paying social media uh, influencers who control his IG, and it, it, it's a long list of things people have issues with with Antonio Brown, and it's a lot of it when it comes to income uh, or outcome when it comes to him and supposed to be to, to play uh, to pay to these people. But the question is, how long do you think AB Antonio Brown makes it on the Patriots? At this point, um, he's bound to miss some games. I think that there's just too much going on to the point where they might put him on the exempt list until they find out, like, what's going on here. There's too many allegations, people coming out. They, The commissioner just might step in just from the outcry from people outside of the NFL, like fans, maybe even other teams. There's an outcry for him to sit down and they put him on the exempt list. And on the exempt list, he'll still get paid, but he just can't play. Actually, and this just came to my uh, to my mind, because I had a, a more of a, a different answer, uh, thinking I was going to answer when I came to actually recording here. But 
I think he makes it the full season. And only looking at what's like he's been accused of. A lot of these things aren't jail things like there's domestic abuse, but uh what what I'm saying is it's so many things and so many people that the message is gonna completely get drowned. Uh and I don't think that I don't see the Patriots just releasing him just off a knee jerk reaction. I think they're gonna need him to be absolutely, absolutely going down for whatever he does for them to release him. Uh so I think due to the amount of things he's being accused of, it's gonna be it's gonna just look like everybody's lying or they just coming out of the woodworks because he's now in the news. I can see your point. Um, I actually do hope he does play all season, but I'm just being pessimistic about. The, <laughs> I'm just being pessimistic about the situation. Not to get my hopes up, because I mean, it's it's kind of it looks like he's gonna miss some time, but it doesn't matter. It's not like they really need him. He's just making the team better, adding him on. Yeah, he's fluff. He's he's that just tip you over the iceberg. Like he is. I'm not going to give him Kevin Durant, but that might be the best comparison right now. <laughs> like, just tipping it over the iceberg. Because you did just win the championship, and you did. Like, it's just, it, it kind of, actually, that's the best uh, comparison is him joining the Warriors because he is also, in uh, people's eyes, a, a bad guy when it comes to KD. He's not a real bad guy. Uh now, A.B., he is possibly a really, really bad guy uh, in his private life. And oh, and just to kind of put a side note in it, what's crazy is all of the allegations seem to be in the off season. So he just wilds out in the off season. So I, that's one reason why I also think he makes it the full time. So do you think any of these allegations are actually true or, you know, they just come out the windows? I think all of them are true. <laughs> <laughs> Well, he's going to play the whole season, and you think it's true? Yes. Life is not, hey, it's a different world for the people with uh, bigger pockets. Yeah, I, I guess it's as long as he produces on on the field, um, yeah, there's a spot for him. Yeah, that's the sick part of our world, uh, our our real world. We like to think as a society that, oh, yeah, we, we don't want him to excel and to be out there and actually do what he wants to and play uh, because he acts a fool. But as long as he actually shows up and entertains, nobody don't actually care. I, it's I sad. Think, I think it's the people who don't watch football. They will be the ones who care. They will be the ones who will be turned off by NFL football and say, I won't watch it. But they weren't watching anyway, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, and I'm going to put you back to an old saying. Uh, There's no bad publicity. There isn't in his case. Uh, Because if anything, he's helping out the NFL in viewership. Uh, Knock, knock, it's boring to watch the Patriots. But you know what? It's not boring this year. Mm, I, I don't think so. But you can, yeah, say I'm biased. you can say I'm biased because I am a fan of the team, but I don't think it's boring. Ask other people who are not Patriots fans. It is boring to watch, like other seasons. I'm not talking about this season, but other than the 
16 and 0 season and maybe like one or maybe two other seasons. I, I give you two other three in total other than this season. They are not exciting at all. And I'm, I'm stretching it. I'm really, really, really stretching it when it comes to the three because I can really only remember one that I would have actually wanted to watch uh, when it comes to Patriots seasons. Okay. But, I mean, there, there's a few other teams that are pretty boring to watch. But I, I wouldn't put the Patriots on that list. Mm, I, I'm saying for a winner, they're boring to watch. Um. Oh, and Tom Brady dink and dunk passes are not, they're not impressive. They, they were only impressive when he was dropping bombs to uh, Randy Moss. So you think he only dink, dink and... I don't want to see Edelman. I don't want to see, uh, like, I don't, like what, what receiver do you remember that you actually, actually, actually really, 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 really wanted to see off the Patriots other than Gronk and he's a tight end? So what you're saying is you want to see flashy talking no, receivers. Not, that, that's what you're no, asking no, for. This has to do nothing with talking. I'm talking about the long passes. I'm talking about things that aren't a check down here, check down there to get me four yards, five yards, uh, a wheel screen so that now they're running with linemen in front of them, and it turns into a 30-yard game for him uh, when he never threw the 30 yards. So that's that's what you think he does, just check down. No, he is a great quarterback. I'm not understanding that. But his normal, which is a good pattern. I'm not saying this is not a good thing because it's what wins. It is sensible. It is the smart move. They make the smart moves, but they're boring smart moves. Well, there are plenty of quarterbacks, the great quarterbacks, who check down. Like, for example, Drew Brees. He does it a lot with Kamara. I'm not saying this. <laughs> but, he also, is it, but isn't he quite flashy when it comes to long passes? Like, in your memory, you can kind of – what's your memory of uh, Drew Brees if he never played again? Um, I guess – Would it be long percentage? passes or is it going to – no, no, no. Just like his image of what, him throwing a pass in general. Are you thinking of the drop-down passes? Or are you throwing, uh, thinking about the long passes? Because when I think of t- about Tom Brady, I will never think about him throwing a long pass. I, I don't really think about Drew Brees throwing long passes. He drops it off to Kamara a lot. Mm, uh, I, I don't yeah, know. yeah, yeah, he uh, does. I, he does. No, I'm, not, I'm not even talking about that. I, I'm not referring to that specifically. I'm talking about in general whether my image of uh, Drew Brees would be a check down person. I'm not saying he does not check down. I'm saying the image of him is throwing long passes and completing them and or throwing uh, dig routes that are further up the field. It's not it's it's just not the same image that I have about Tom Brady. He makes smart choices. He is a winner. I'm not understanding that at all. He's making the correct choices. But when I think of Tom Brady, I'm thinking of uh, a a good play action and throw it on the other side of the field. That's my typical image of Tom Brady. Hmm. I I just don't see that. I, I don't think you watch enough it's, of that it's game. Just, <laughs> it's just it's it's just different uh, point of views. Uh, but to move it along and to kind of keep it in the world of the Patriots and only per- person who's really upset them would be Eli Manning. Because he backed into two Super Bowls. And guess what? The era, era of Eli Manning is over. According to what uh, happened today, 
Daniel Jones has been named the starter after after an 0-2 start with the Giants. Now, to give you a couple of Eli's career stats with the Giants, he has two Super Bowls with them, which I've already said he's backed into, but he did very good for, for those playoffs to get those Super Bowls. Two Super Bowls, two MVP uh, trophies uh, of the Super Bowl. He spent 16 years and still is at the Giants, but – uh, 16 years with the Giants, he, he has had 232 starts, but his record is an even 160 wins and 100. And, sorry, 116 wins and 116 losses. He has exactly 500. He's even. He has had just as much losses as he has wins, but he does have 362 touchdowns, which is eighth all time in the NFL. Now, is with that news of Daniel Jones starting, is this decision and at perfect timing, too early, or too late? Um, it's <laughs> it's really too late. Um, it's not perfect timing. It's too late. He he should have been gone. They've been holding on to the glory days of him uh, winning the Super Bowl which he gets too much credit for. The, the defense really showed out those games. But um, it, it's really too late. Eli Manning has been sucking for years. This guy has led the NFL in interceptions multiple years. And they say, well, if Eli Manning can get to the playoffs, he's uh, the clutchest quarterback ever. But when will you get there? I, he, I think he's only been to the playoffs one time since the last time that he won the Super Bowl. And he lost in the first round to Aaron Rodgers. And he he's just been terrible. If you just take away the playoff runs, which, I mean, you can't take those away from him. You, you got to give him credit. But his defense did play well. If you take away, take away those playoff wins, uh, those runs, he is mediocre at best. And I'm being generous. I agree. But guess what? They're going to make him a Hall of Famer. Uh, but th- that's going off my subject because I actually want to say, just to answer the question, I agree with you. It's too late. I- I've been lobbying for Eli Manning to be out, uh, out at the Giants. I just It never fully made sense. And just to set the stage on how much credit he's really getting on not too great seasons when he won the Super Bowl, both years, when there's 16 games in the season, the team that made it to the playoffs were 8-8, eight and eight, both teams. He backed in because he had a win-or-lose or, or go-home situation for pretty much four weeks straight to make it to the Super Bowl. Once they got to the Super Bowl, they just beat the Patriots. That was, that was just it. That, that, was, that was the key to him winning the Super Bowl because both of those seasons, he was just on the edge of not making the playoffs. But just so happened to make it those times and has only made the playoffs three total times. But like I said, they're going to still throw him in the Hall of Fame. You know why, though. So. Yeah, they're going to throw him in the Hall of Fame because his last name is Manning. He's yep. the brother of e- I mean, he's the brother of Peyton Manning. And, you know, he's always going to have the thing that he beat Tom Brady twice in the Super Bowl. But they're not going to look at the rest of his career. Um Really, he's definitely not a first ballot Hall of Famer, but 
you know, those blind voters will put them in. Oh, yeah. Quick. I'm telling you, they will. Uh, but this does ask a question. Do you see Eli Manning on any other team uh, seeing there are a couple of different spots? Well, um, surprisingly, I do see him going to another team just for them to take that bait, thinking that he has some type of spark left and just to just just to have it all crashing down. Um, I would rather take a chance getting Colin Kaepernick rather than an old Eli Manning. Mm, I hear you. And I, actually, that came up in the office about uh, Kaepernick. And just to kind of get sidetracked real quick, since you mentioned him, uh, about Kim, why isn't he being called up? Honestly, my answer is he's already been bought off because he got about $80 million from the NFL. I'll let you address that after this because I want to answer the uh, the original question. Um, now, I, I, I thought you were going to take this one and run with it, but I see him make, going to the Jets. They're down to a third-string quarterback. And why not get Eli? He does not have to move. Uh, he gets to end his career living where he – like physically living where he currently is. Um, New York as a state really loves him. And – I know he probably doesn't want to go to another team, but this is your only chance of starting again because your era is completely over with the Giants unless that uh, young quarterback gets hurt. Yes, that's true. But are you just going to throw away Sam Darnold, the quarterback they drafted last year? He has mono. So you think he's just going to be out for the rest of the season? He had to be quarantined. He is out for at least, I think it's six to eight weeks. They, they This is game two. They need a quarterback. So the Giants are just going to release him in this situation that you're talking about. I, I think it's an easy situation right now because the Jets really, 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 really need a quarterback, like really, really bad. They are down to their third-string quarterback. The first-string quarterback has mono and has been quarantined and has been losing weight because of it. Uh, the second-string quarterback just had a serious ankle injury just on Monday, and they're down to a third-string quarterback who got signed five to six days right before he was starting in that game. Uh, Eli Manning is not going to be expensive at this point. You can trade a seventh-round pick uh, for Eli Manning at this point. He's not that expensive. His uh, cap hit is expensive. <laughs> I, I hear you, but when it comes to mutually beneficial situations, this is a, a match made in heaven. Uh, I don't know if it's a match they need made to get in rid heaven. Of, they need to get rid of their starting quarterback. You don't want the camera constantly being pointed at Eli Manning as he's sitting on the sidelines and you have your new quarterback, Daniel Jones, out there. Whether he makes a mistake or whether he does good, that camera's going back to Eli Manning. So you th do you think if Daniel Jones makes a mistake, like let's say his first pass, he throws a pick six, do you think there will be an outcry for Eli Manning to start again? Not at all. Not at all. I, not even a little bit. That is not even the argument. Because uh, I, I, I'm, what I'm saying is the media. This I'm not even talking about the fans. The fans are good. I think the fans are, haven't had enough of Eli Manning. I don't think the media 
can release Eli Manning. You have a good point. Um, I think that's what's really keeping him around for so long. The media in New York love him just for winning those two Super Bowls for the New York and Giants. Franchise. That franchise also. Yes, the franchise too. Um, you know they you know they just gave him seventeen million. Yeah, they're so stupid. Like, <laughs> why? You've only been bad. Yeah, for many years. Other than the Super Bowls. Yeah, like for a while now. Like the Super Bowls has been a long time ago. When, when was that? When was his uh, that was last Super Bowl? 2012. 2012. It is about to be 2020. I know it ain't. It's not 10 years yet, but that is a good long time ago. Yeah, it it really is, and they they need to get over it. The glory days were really never there. It's only those two years that he won those Super Bowls. Yeah. Um, and, and the defense does not get enough credit for winning those Super Bowls. I, I agree, but you know how it's going to be written, or it's already written in history as Eli won, not really. Tyreek Hill and Eli Manning. That's that's the only names I remember from that uh, interaction but, or that, those Super Bowls. You said Tyreek Hill? Wasn't Tyreek Hill the one who grabbed it and put it on his no, no, head? No, that's uh, David Tyree. David Tyree, ooh. I had it wrong. Well, I only remember Eli. That's why he's going into the Super Bowl. I mean, to the, uh, to the Hall of Fame. But uh, moving along, but stay on the same subject. Last question on this one. Is it better for Eli Manning to get a second life at Corp QB? Or is it better for him to finish his career not below 500? Because you know if he loses and go to a losing team, he's going to end up his career with a losing record. I think it's really just going back to what we were saying before. He's going to be remembered for the Super Bowl. It's not about his winning record. So, it, But which it really one is going to be matter. more important? No, which one's going to be more uh, will, uh, be better? Uh, what's, which one's more important? Actually, I don't think I asked that the way the first time. Which one's more important to Eli? To get that second life or to not be under 500 on overall wins because he can end now and just sit on that back roll, collect his 17 million, and ride off into the sunset. But which one's uh, better for him? Because there is an opportunity with the Jets. I think it's more of getting another opportunity for him. I'm pretty sure he doesn't care about his record. He would have played better by now if he did. But it's it's really about getting another chance. He wants to extend his career. He see he sees that all these other Older quarterbacks are playing for long periods of time, and he's trying to get in on that money and cash out and, you know, maybe luck up into another Super Bowl. And you know what? I, as I thought about it, this is a match made in heaven. Could you imagine uh, the Jets possibly being a, a tender with Eli Manning and Le'Veon Bell in the same division as uh, Peyton Manning? Sorry, not Peyton Manning. Uh, Tom Brady? And the Patriots in the same division? Now, now you get to see this uh, two times a year? Are you kidding me? The the media will just, you know, like there was full out ecstasy. The media would eat it up, but it wouldn't live up to the hype. <laughs> I don't even know because would they possibly be contenders? No. Would they be on 
I, I agree, but uh, <laughs> hey, it, it's enough to uh, get you watching the games. But it's enough to get you watching the games. That's so. Uh, that's my uh, point on that one. But um, with all of these quarterback injuries, because now there's a lot of spots open. Like I said, with the Jets, um, just to name a few of the ones that are going to be out now is, of course. There is no Andrew Luck. Uh, he is a top quarterback who was considered not too long ago, um, along with Drew Brees, Eli Manning no longer being a starter, um, and just being down to their third-string quarterback, you have Cam Newton, uh, Ben Roethlisberger, and Nick Foles hurt. Does the NFL have a QB problem to address? I'm surprised you threw Nick Foles in there. I know he's a quarterback and got injured, but I mean he's not a top flight quarterback. <laughs> Just a throw that MVP, note in there. <laughs> hey, he's an MVP winning uh quarterback. I I, okay. I actually slightly lobby for him uh respect wise when it comes to people because he did a lot for a franchise that didn't has not had any other Super Bowl than that Super Bowl, and he has been the MVP. The quarterback, like, first of all, he's the quarterback. Second, he's the MVP quarterback. Third, he was a, a big reason why they won that Super Bowl. It, it, it's actually a couple different lists of things that he should get respect on his name. That's why I throw him in there. Okay. Well, I'll give him as much respect as I do Joe Flacco, because I think they're the same quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> but Joe Flacco, like the Ravens already had a, a Super Bowl, and everybody knew the defense uh, won that. And the, it happened with Philly too, but uh, Nick Foles had to put his imprint on that Super Bowl, and he was the MVP of that Super Bowl. They, they don't have no other MVPs. Philly does not have any other MVPs. They, they must remember that. Yeah, um... he's your only. <laughs> I don't think the um, the league has a problem with these injured quarterbacks because there's still other quarterbacks performing at high levels. So you're going to get that um, that attention. You see all these young quarterbacks coming into the league. That's really bringing people in, um, especially a lot of young black quarterbacks. Um, you got Patrick Mahomes. You got Kyler Murray, Lamar Jackson, Russell Wilson. Uh, so many of these young black quarterbacks coming out playing well. So I don't think the league has a quarterback problem. Well, I do think they have a quarterback problem to address. A lot of the big-name quarterbacks are no longer starting in this league. And to name uh, the ones who are still going to be playing, uh, you have – and actually, of the old age, there's really only at most five. I don't even think – yeah, five. Tom Brady, Phillip Rivers, Aaron Rodgers, Matt Ryan barely makes it in, along with Russell Wilson. Everybody else is new. Just to name those other good, very good quarterbacks that are left uh, to see is Patrick Holmes, Dak Prescott. Uh, you have Lamar Jackson, Baker Mayfield, Deshaun Watson, and Arthur and Jared Goff. They're all so at max. There's five of the old class still left. That a lot of people, a lot of the older age of the NFL that they lean their viewership on has left the building in a way. Well, they had to leave at some point. Yeah, like, but it, why, why for it to happen all at once? I feel that the NFL in general does have a slight problem. 
No, I don't think they have a problem. Um, I mean, you didn't think that highly of the Steelers going into the season. The Saints, this does put a little um, – this, this puts a roadblock in their uh, Super Bowl run, but their division is wide open. They could still come back and win if Drew Brees comes back at playing at a high level. Will all the injuries affect the NFL viewership? Like how many people tune in? I think it'll affect the, maybe a little bit some of those Fairweather fans who were um, fans of those teams like the Steelers and um, the Saints, thinking that they could get back to the Super Bowl. They might fall off just because those quarterbacks aren't playing, but I don't think it'll dip that much. Yeah. I think it will. No, I don't think it's going to hit it hard, but I think they lose uh, somewhere between 10 to 15% just because the mass amounts of big role quarterbacks that have been injured. Um, and to the injuries, Drew Brees, he is now out for six to eight weeks with a thumb injury uh, after Sunday, which created a loss for the Saints against the Rams. Um, they don't get any revenge from last year's uh, divisional game. Uh, But do you see the Saints winning their actual division, the NFC South, uh, even with Drew Brees being out six to eight weeks? Um, At this point, no. If Drew Brees is really out for that amount of time, I can see them only winning maybe two games. And really, this is a competition between the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, which I really do think they have a chance of winning this division, a very good chance, and the Falcons. Whoa. Whoa. Yes. Didn't we have yes. a whole argument about that? Didn't we have a whole, yes. we had a whole little thing Tampa about Bay this? Buccaneers <laughs> have a very good chance of winning this division. And you were like, nah, 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 never. <laughs> <laughs> hey, injuries happen, and our players have opened up. That was quick. That was quick. That was, it's two weeks in. <laughs> but yeah. I agree. I, I agree because I don't trust the Atlanta Falcons uh, in this division. I don't think the Panthers are going to be good. Cam Newton has re-injured his foot. Um, uh, again, we already know he's just coming off of a shoulder um, surgery last season. So, yeah, yeah, I agree. I was, you know, I was thinking once upon a star, they would have a chance, but guess what? It, their star has come quicker than I I imagined. Yeah, and their defense is really good. I, I think they have a top five defense. The way that they played against the Panthers, they played a pretty good um, first game, too, but those guys look really good. And, you know, if Jameis just doesn't make mistakes with interceptions, they can win this division. And they have the firepower on offense. Yeah, I really thought this was the Saints' division to take. Uh, But between the four teams that are available, like a betting person will probably go with the Falcons. But it's really leaning towards this being Jameis' year, his breakout year. Yeah, and I hope he does um, break out because I, I kind of felt sorry for him. His He was the number one overall pick in his draft, and to see him almost basically be kicked out of the um, the franchise that he was supposed to be leading mm-hmm. is, is kind of sad. 
but hopefully he gets his head on his head on straight. Bruce Arians, um, he comes up with a good game plan to get them to get some W's, and they make the playoffs. I mean, they're not going to go anywhere in the playoffs, but in the playoffs is enough. Well, the quarterback whisperer whispers again, and just so happens to sprinkle on a little luck. Um, well, not of course not Andrew Luck, but it, he. He's trying to hone a little bit of that same type of energy. Um, so when Drew Brees does come back, because he will be back before the end of the season, will he look like the same quarterback due to the fact that he is an aged quarterback? Um, he might not look exactly the same. He really couldn't grip the ball after 10 that ligament in his thumb. So it's pretty hard to say that he was the same quarterback, but I think he'd be, he'll be somewhere near that. And the talent around him that he has on his team, they can carry that load if he can be somewhere near the alike quarterback that he was before. So I wouldn't completely throw the Saints out. If they can get a wild card, they can be a very dangerous team. Uh, yeah, actually, yeah, that would be a dangerous spot for the Saints. Uh, I completely agree. I didn't, I never even thought about that. Um, somehow, some way, I think they're still going to end up winning, not winning the division, but making the playoffs, uh, in this, um, on the side, on the NFC side. But it just depends on who's really shaking out on the other teams, um, because, I think there's a couple teams that are just above them. And to answer the question, I think it may take three to four games to get Drew Brees fully back acclimated. And hopefully he is not an aged quarterback where he sits down for a month to two months. Because that's two months. If it's eight weeks, that's two months. Uh, I guess you can still stay in shape because it's just your thumb. But... <laughs> but, but he couldn't grip the ball, so that's, that's yeah that's true. But that's it would be touch. It's about that would be about now. Can I uh, be go out here and put some touch on these throws? He may really need to do the check down thing, the whole uh, dump it behind the line thing to be successful. His mind is not going to change. He's still smart about knowing where the ball's supposed to be. It's just about whether he's going to be able to deliver the ball. Uh, after a thumb injury and having to recover after two months of not playing professional football. Um, but moving in along, uh, bad news for the Steelers. Ben Roethlisberger, as you mentioned earlier, will be out for the rest of the season. With a non-contact injury, he has now injured his ligaments in his elbow. Will be out for this whole entire rest of the season. So, it, of course, the immediate question is, should the Steelers and will the Steelers move on at quarterback? I think that the Steelers will give Ben Roethlisberger a chance to come back next season. But at this point, they should just tank and try to get a franchise quarterback. Because with that type of injury, you might as well say it's over. He, he wasn't really playing that great coming into the season. And it might have been that this his elbow was already kind of injured going into the season. That that might have been it. With that injury, is it's basically over. They really need to start looking forward to the future. I agree, and I think they will move on. Um, 
I think they'll give him an opportunity for mentorship. And it has also been talked that he's going to be still um, pretty active in these upcoming games. He's going to be more like a coach, which I don't see why a lot of uh, players don't become that uh, in those situations. Like, for example, Andrew Luck. I, I think there's still a clock on him coming back as the coach. But, yeah, uh, I would say Ben Roethlisberger now has to become the mentor role. And if he's smart enough, he'll move right into coaching role with the Steelers. Get that paycheck. Yeah, I can see him as an offensive coordinator because he's a quarterback. He knows the position. He can teach the next generation, Mason Rudolph, if that is the quarterback that they go with, um, how to be a Steeler and to succeed. Yeah, and he had two Super Bowls early, so he'll say, I know how to succeed early. Uh, maybe my body might have failed me. I didn't have just as great years. Uh, sometimes we were just that short, but I know to steal away. I know how to become a Steeler great, and undoubtedly, um, he he's going to say, I'm going to be in the Hall of Fame. Yes, he, he definitely deserves to be in the Hall of Fame, but those defenses really carried him to those Super Bowls, at least the first one. The second one, he yeah. really showed out against the Cardinals. And then he did have a third one against the Green Bay Packers, but the Packers won that one. And that was the last time he was in the Super Bowl. Yeah, I'm still – I'm actually wondering what uh, Troy Palomalu is uh, out there doing. He hasn't really shown up in the public eye in a good long while. Maybe he's out there still making head and shoulder commercials for other countries. <laughs> Maybe I haven't seen him around anywhere. <laughs> yeah, but he was pretty—he was great during his years. He was a really, really great player. I, actually, is he already in the Hall of Fame? I—I I would think he is, but is he? I'm not sure if he's in the Hall of Fame. I think it might be like five or six years until you're eligible to be in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, I think it's five years, but I actually think it's been at least five years he's not been in the league. Yeah, it probably has been. I'm not sure. Um, I would have to look. He that might up. actually be up, up for it. Uh, but that, yeah, that was a random question. Uh, I should, of course, I don't know. I, I just didn't think that was going to come up. Um, but to move along to the other injuries, there's Cam Newton who has re-aggravated his foot uh, in last game and will be out for the upcoming game. Now, do you think uh, will the Panthers move on if they don't see? Uh, well, actually, do you think that we will ever, as an audience, a fan, Panthers and all, will we ever see prime Cam Newton ever again? As a fan, I would hope to see prime Cam Newton again. But at this point, it really doesn't look like it. Cam Newton, I know he got on a new diet. He's just so much smaller. And it doesn't look like he's, he's a vegan. Yeah, he's a vegan. He's not really trying to run over anybody. He's trying to be more of that pocket passer. Um, I mean, that's great and all, but it's it's not working out. It's really not working out. He really – I don't think we're going to see that from Cam Newton again. What he's trying to be is a fashion uh, icon, fashion Nova star. I don't, I don't know. I, but uh, – other people don't get with it because Fashion Nova's like a girl line. But um, he's, yeah, he's too small. 
uh, just to put it like that, he, he was a bigger guy. Uh, his body was probably built more for the things he was doing in the NFL. And he's just gotten too skinny. He, he's, he's gotten to a weight of like a college weight and everything. It's probably very good for his image. Uh, he's more than likely eating right and everything, but it just doesn't make him last as the type of quarterback he has been in the NFL. Yeah. Whenever he was at the other weight, he was very big. Like, he was, like, physically imposing. He was taking on linebackers, linemen. It didn't matter. He was trying to run you over. He was trying to get yeah, in the end Yeah, and they zone. couldn't tackle him. Yeah, they he couldn't was, tackle him. He was super cam. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, he can, yeah, pull out the, the S and everything. I, he better not pull that out this year. He, he, he's a sick, you know, what, what was the uh, anti-villain uh, Superman? Um, Bizarro. Oh, I thought about it. Uh, Bizarro. That's what he is now. He's Bizarro. <laughs> Especially with that hairdo. <laughs> that hair. I, I don't know what he was trying to do. Like, every time there's a post-conference, like, after the game, it's almost like he's trying to be like NBA players. You know how they have on all of these exotic clothes? Fashion icon. They try to draw attention to themselves. That's what it looks like. He has a whole uh, show on HBO that really was mostly centered around his fashion other than the actual football that it was, I I think, supposed to be about. Um, I think it was supposed to be about the Panthers, and I think I felt it was more about Cam. Uh, But but, um, I'll ask you, will the Patriots Sorry, not the Patriots, but the Panthers move on if the Panthers do not make the playoffs this year. Move on from camp. Or will they give them another year? I think they give them one more year. One more. Just one more. That's it. If he does not produce next year, then it's over for Cam Newton with the Carolina Panthers. And my first reaction was this would be his last year, but Actually, I agree right now because I think it's the last year for Ron Rivera, and I think they'll at least give him one year with the new coach to see whether it's Ron Rivera and not Cam. So do you think that Ron Rivera gets fired this year if they don't make, I guess, the playoffs without Drew Brees even being a factor right now? Oh, that's what I'm saying right now. That was, that, Yeah, that's what I was just saying. Yeah, yeah I think they get rid of him. This is his last year. Like, if he does not make the playoffs, they fire Ron Rivera, the head coach, and they give Cam an extra year just to be with the new coach, just to see whether it was Cam or whether it was both of them together or one or the other. I think they're ready. They would definitely throw Ron Rivera out there before they're throwing Cam out there. Yeah, you you always want to get the player over the coach because the player is actually on the field producing. But it's, I don't know, they, they give him one more season just to see if he can prove himself. But this season almost looks like it's over. I don't want to be pessimistic, but it's it look, it's looking really bad. Yeah, I, I, I agree. And we're only two games in. It's crazy how even after two games, which – in most seasons, you can't really tell a lot after two games. We even give it up to about four games before 
the media goes crazy about a team going undefeated. But it seems like a lot of the NFL is kind of put, like laid out uh, this season. Because just to throw out the power rankings uh, of what teams they now rank as the top teams, to, at number one, we have the Patriots. Number two, the Chiefs. Rams at three, Cowboys at four, and Packers at five. So which team is built best to make a Super Bowl run? Right now, i got to say the Patriots. They have a very good offense, along with a pretty good, confident, well-rounded defense. They have not been this balanced in a long time. The last time I think they had a pretty good defense was in 2014 when they had Darrell Revis on the defense. They had Chandler Jones on the defensive line, um, Nikovich. They, they had so many good defensive players at that time. But after that, it's kind of been wishy-washy. They still kind of rank top 10 in points allowed, but defense just gives up a lot of yards. Yeah, I, I actually – I don't agree. I don't <laughs> – only because no no seriously like like no and I'm not it's not new due to any type I hate for the Patriots because I actually think the Patriots are one of the best teams possibly ever this year if Antonio Brown uh, stays on this team just the way it's built just like all the way around especially with the way the defense is uh, this year uh, but I actually think the answer out of those five is going to be the Cowboys. Only because they're in the NFC. Now, a Super Bowl run does not mean you actually win the Super Bowl. It means you get to the Super Bowl. And the AFC has at least three real contenders, which would be, to me, the Ravens, the Chiefs, and the Patriots. All three, those three. I think they're the favorite to make it to the AFC. But I think those are very hard teams to win. I mean, to actually to win against, even if they're playing each other. Now, when it comes to the Cowboys, and I used to be a Cowboy fan. I grew up a Cowboy fan, but I have no love for the Cowboys currently. I think they're built best uh, to make it there simply due to being in the NFC. I think they're better than the Rams. I think they can beat the Rams. I think they're better than the Packers. So I see them actually make it to the Super Bowl out of all the other teams that I'm looking at. Right, that's a good case, but we'll see pretty soon because the Cowboys do have to play the Packers. And I think the Packers will beat the Cowboys. I, I really don't know because uh, Dak, uh, just going to this, Dak had an amazing game. Uh, the K Cowboys are looking good after a 2-0 and start, putting Dak at the best quarterback rating in the league. Actually the best quarterback ever with a back with with two back to back games. Like he has the biggest and the best quarterback percentage over any quarterback in NFL history with back to back games. Now who is most responsible for the Cowboys success? Um I think it's a combination of things as far as who is um, like, like who is most responsible for it. I'm thinking it's the leadership and um, poise of Dak 
and availability of Dak, along with that threat of Ezekiel Elliott. I don't think Ezekiel Elliott is completely back to form. He's still just getting around, but it won't be long before he hits the ground running. I'm actually kind of concerned about their defense. Their defense does not look as good as it was last year. They they played pretty below average with two pretty below average teams in the Giants and the Redskins. So I wouldn't put them in the Super Bowl just yet. Yeah, I think that just who's most responsible, I would say it's Dak right now. Putting up that type of quarterback percentage and rating, along with completing, uh, I think it was 15 to 15 passes uh, at one point in the game. Like, he was amazing. He, he's, he's put up some really great numbers. It, it's not who you people really thought it was going to be uh, to be the biggest factor, which is Zeke. I think, it, like you said, it's a combination effect. Uh, and I think it's partly due to the threat of Zeke, Zeke running all over you, which now Dak has gotten used to the playbook, uh, and they're just a little bit crisper team. Defense has lagged off just a little bit from what they were last year, but, yeah, I, I, I kind of agree uh, on that one. Uh, so out of that power ranking of the Patriots, Chiefs, Rams, Cowboys, and Packers, what other team would you put in the top five that isn't in there currently? I'd probably put the Seahawks in there. They're quietly taking care of business. I know their defense doesn't look as good as it should be, but I think it's going to round in the form. And they will definitely challenge the L.A. Rams for the division. And they just might overtake them. I, I feel like the Seahawks, they will be a dark horse um, coming up. And they will probably make it pretty far in the playoffs and maybe into the Super Bowl. That was my Super Bowl pick for the NFC. Yeah, that is right. I, I forgot it. Uh, I, I guess I'm out, out here having less faith in you when it comes to the Seahawks because I wasn't thinking about them at all. I was yeah, really wasn't. I was thinking of either the Ravens, which is really my, my my pick that would fit into that top five and actually push out the Packers. Um, or the Texans. I just think the Texans are going to hit a wall eventually. I think the offensive line is just not performing well right now. It's not that they don't have talent on the offensive line. They're just not clicking well right now, and that's going to get Deshaun Watson in trouble eventually. But when it comes to Lamar Jackson, he's an amazing show to watch. He is just as exciting to watch as Vic was to watch. You can't wait for the time when they're on offense and what type of amazing things he's going to perform uh, when it comes to any each game. Uh, we have, There's actually two quite exciting quarterbacks right now uh, in the league. So I ask, which player has the bigger upside after a 2-0 start? Is it going to be LeVar, sorry, Lamar Jackson or Patrick Mahomes? And just to give you the stats of Lamar Jackson – he has so far 722 yards, seven touchdowns in two games, and he is averaging at least 41 points per game. I think it's pretty early to um, say which team or which player has the better upside going into the season, but I think it's definitely Patrick Mahomes. 
this guy's amazing. He can be a little bit too flashy at times, trying to be flashy, overthrowing receivers whenever he's trying to do <laughs> a no-look pass that, that he did last week with Travis Kelsey. But he definitely has the better upside. Lamar Jackson is electric. Um, as long as he doesn't take too many hits, I think he'll last very long in the league. But they, the Ravens cannot run him to the point where he's almost like a running back. I, I agree, but he's actually less than that. He hasn't really been running, not design run. He's actually inclined to be a pocket passer. Um, so it, they do cut it to somewhat of a minimum when it comes to him being a running quarterback. And, but his design runs have been great. He's actually uh, made it to where he's kind of doing what uh, Colin Murray says he he's a master at doing, which is not taking big hits. Right now, Carla Murray, he still has to step up to the learning curve. But when it comes to Lamar Jackson, he's not taking big hits when he does uh, do these flashy runs, Vic-like runs. So uh, to answer the question, though, I would say I think Lamar Jackson has the bigger upside. Uh, and I am a big fan of Patrick Mahomes. Also, he's an amazing, amazing, amazing talent and might end up being the greatest quarterback ever. That's a whole another discussion for another time. But when it comes to upside, I actually think it is Lamar Jackson. He he just, when he flicks the ball and it goes 50 yards, that's quite amazing to me. And he does it with accuracy. Yeah, he's definitely doing better as a passer this season. He, um... He's really putting up big stats, um, but the the 16 carries that he had last game with the Cardinals, that's just too many. That's like a running back, really. Um, I, I think were they those were design runs. I didn't know he uh, went 16. Well, I, I'm not sure if they were design runs, but in the stat sheet, is he had 16 carries for 120 yards. So that's a lot of carries for a quarterback. Yeah, it definitely is. Um, so it, it's never really a real a bad answer with either one of them. This is simply a a, a good uh, faith debate about who has the better upside. But I think they both have great upsides uh, and great futures ahead of them. Um, but to move it along, there is a new subject that is leading in the NFL and has kind of been spotlighted because of um, not Dan Marino, but uh, I'll try eight man. Uh, I can't think of the San Fran uh, quarterback. What he? Joe Montana. Very, there you go. Sorry, thank you. Joe Montana brought up about the players in the NFL kind of acting like the NFL play. Sorry, the NBA players when it comes to requesting for trades uh, nowadays. For example, the Jaguars cornerback, uh, Jalen Ramsey. Now, it's been said that Jalen Ramsey's agent has asked to be traded after the loss on Sunday and after he got into an argument with the head coach and simply shows that he is unhappy. Now, Nick Foles, their starting quarterback, is out with an injury, but – and the – it's also 
Jalen, who said that the Jaguars were the one who let out the news about him wanting to be traded, not him. So with it kind of slightly being mutual about them wanting to separate, what is the best landing spot for Jalen Ramsey? The best landing spot, I'm thinking, is probably either the Chiefs or the Texans. Because the Texans, they they really need uh, an upgrade in their defense because their defense isn't that great. Um, they they really traded off some pieces that were really some pillars of their defense as far as Jadavion County. And the Chiefs, I know they improved their defense, but their defense is still not good enough. So with Jalen Ramsey, that will really put them over the top because he's most times a lockdown corner. I I can agree on that one. Uh, that would be a good addition uh, there. I could also see him with the Chiefs and that being a good uh, match for them. But what's kind of out there in the air, everybody kind of thinks, not everybody, but uh, a good amount of people think somehow, some way he's going to end up on the Patriots. And if that happens, that will be hands down the greatest team. <laughs> <laughs> and it probably extends um, Brady's uh, career about two to three years if they can just keep Antonio Brown out of jail. Well, <laughs> no, Jalen Ramsey is not going to the Patriots. They, uh, what would they trade for him? I, I don't see that really happening. True, but there, it's. I don't know why, but that's that's the word on the street. When I say the word on the street, it's a it's a large amount of analysts and uh, just people in general who's, I guess, since the Patriots seem to have great planning and luck to land such great players in situations right now, they're just seeing it float that way. <laughs> I think they just want to kind of ride that wave of you know players just floating over there and getting that one ring and getting out of the way, but I don't really see this happening. Um, I, I think Jalen Ramsey would like that to happen because he would be in a winning situation. The The Jaguars just look like they're going nowhere pretty fast. We don't know how long Nick Foles is going to be out, and he doesn't want to sit around and play for a team that's just going to be trash. And actually, I think he would be best with the Cowboys. He, he is that just from an outside uh, a media perspective, he is that type, type, uh, top type star on a defense that just kind of put a signature on a Super Bowl run to get to the Super Bowl. Um, their defense, their offensive players are pretty known. It's going to be Dak or it's going to be uh, Zeke, and you even have Jason Witten uh, out there along with um, what's his name? What's the receiver? Amari Cooper. Amar, yeah, Amari Cooper. Um, now, you have – they're pretty set over there. Defense doesn't have a name behind it, and I can see them filling, him filling that slot. Him putting uh, – Jerry Jones putting all his chips in the middle of the table and say, I'm going to ride with this one. Yeah, uh, he would do that. He would trade a first-round pick for Jalen Ramsey right now. And I, I think that would be an equal trade. Yeah, so uh, that's why I see that just 
I, I kind of see that going in that way, but he could really land a lot of different places. Uh, it probably will happen in the next two weeks. Um, and we're we're going to exit the discussion on um, football here and just kind of bring up our last subject before the questions, which is just a little bit of basketball. U.S. FIBA basketball team. They've done the unthinkable. They've lost a World Cup game. And not only have they lost one, but they lost back-to-back games. Uh, With the low attendance of the top players and barely any all-stars on this FIBA basketball team, uh, they they fell to France, 89-79, dropping out of medal contention, not being able to get a gold, silver, or bronze. They followed that up just two days later. Uh, so actually, it was I think it was a day later. But losing to Serbia, and actually at one point of the game in the first quarter, being down 25 points, 32-7, to seven, ending a very, very long streak, a 30, sorry, 53-win game streak for the U.S. Uh, against the world. Now, who do you, with all this disappointment uh, with how they actually placed, because they, they, they did win their last game, but it was so far down. It was like for ninth place. Um, who do you see actually joining the U.S. team next year so that this outcome doesn't happen the same way? Really, I don't see this changing. I see this being a trend where the players – they don't play unless it's maybe the Olympics. Um, and players are just trying to win championships. That's what it's all about, building their brand, winning an NBA championship. And nothing is bigger than that. Once you win an NBA championship, you have brought your career to another level. Winning a gold medal somewhere else in the Olympics or FIBA World Cup, that doesn't matter. I mean, look at Carmelo Anthony. He's got three gold medals, and it's it's just not as big as winning the NBA championship. And over these next few years, everybody's putting their chips in trying to win an NBA championship. I agree. And like you said, uh, you see Melo does have three of them. And honestly, in the U.S., those simply don't matter. They might as well be made of chocolate uh, And when you're on a U.S. team. It's just – it's. It's what, how it is. Uh, when you win all the time, it is highly underappreciated. I actually dealt with this with my high school team where we were number one in the nation, and it, we got no ce- celebrations. We got no pep rallies. We got nothing because you, you were always expected to win. And if you came close to losing, even close, you caught hell from everyone, no matter if you won or not. This is it's the same situation. I've actually lived lived it. So with the U.S., it, it really simply doesn't matter to people. Uh, not as in nowhere as much as it's going to mean the Carmelo's legacy, because um, that's going to be the best part about it. Um, but to answer the question, I can see um, I can actually I, I can see Anthony Davis. I can see Draymond Green. And I, I don't think it's a full trend because they may build a little bit of luck 
to where circumstance happens and they get Steph Curry and LeBron. They get a good media storm coming, or at least him feeling, hey, this might be my last time to play with the best players. That's the only chance that LeBron plays in this next World Cup, because it is the Olympics. We we do care about the Olympics, at least. We care at least a little bit there. This is the FIBA World Cup where we don't really care, but the rest of the world does care. Uh, so, yeah, I, I see a good amount of players, but mm, I don't see Steph Curry. I don't see LeBron. I do not see KD, even though a lot of people have made the argument, which is a smart argument, that KD may use this to kind of warm up for the upcoming season. But I think he'll actually stay away from it so that he can actually focus on the season. Just two sides of that argument. Yeah, um, I think it would be kind of good for him to get that competition. Really, he should go to the practices and then drop out before the competition comes. So he's not playing too seriously, but he gets some of that high competition. You know, Pop's not going to like that. You know, they already, I'm not sure whether you've been paying attention, but they're real salty about the top players who had committed to being on the team and Pop planned on them being on the team. He says he's made his playbook uh, and kind of planned for these players to be there. So they're kind of mad. And they're saying like, oh, we didn't underappreciate, like underachieve when we were all like, what are you even talking about? You are a complete disappointment. I know we sent out some scrubs, but we still expect the scrubs to win. Yeah, because in the U.S., they have the best players in the world, and we don't expect to lose. Okay, yeah, you're you're right, but it actually goes straight into my next question. Does the U.S. actually have the best future players of the NBA? Does the world or does the U.S. Because Giannis is not American. He plays for Greece. Uh, there's Rudy Gobert. There's um, there, there's many players who play on these other world teams. Nikov Djokovic, uh, Gasol's. There's, there's many. Uh, I think the U.S. will still be king in, when it comes to competition in the NBA. I don't think um, the well, I'm countries... not even referring to the NBA. I'm talking about the World Cup or FIBA World Cup. Do we actually have the best players that aren't from the world part of the uh, section versus the actual American-born players? Who actually has the better players now? So are, are you asking, like, which players that actually come from the, the U.S. onto the FIBA World Cup team? Like, yeah, because... like, 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 let's say that LeBron is still out there and there's like a, a few other top players. They don't play on that team. So I, I can't count those players that don't come to play on the World Cup team. No, no. I, I, what I'm saying, I'm not I, I, like I, I got to sift through your question, but I, I'm going to just make it simpler uh, here. What I'm saying is this year, odd year past year, a a country, sorry, a city not of the U.S. won the NBA. And a non-American born player won the MVP of the league. Giannis is not American. Along with Canada not 
uh, Toronto not being in the U.S. If you look at the future talent, a lot of them are foreign players. They are not more American-born. And from the American-born players, it does not look to be a lot of future. Or It's not that there's not a lot of future. It's just that the best players may be coming from the world part and not the U.S. part. Well, I'm thinking that they kind of closed the gap between the U.S. and the other countries. But I don't think those other countries overtake the U.S.-born players to the point where they're all better. Well, we've already proven that the scrubs of our league, the, the, actually not even the scrubs, the, the mid-level players of the NBA, well, they lost I mean, twice. <laughs> they lost twice. So in the upper echelon, players are older players. If you're not, if you're, you got to take out Anthony Davis and it's not many other young players left out of that top, top tier. Well, um, I really haven't been paying attention to basketball lately, so I, I can't really run down all of the best players, best young players in the NBA, but I'm pretty sure they're still better than the okay, upcoming well, talent. I'll, I'll give you a couple countries. mid mid tier who haven't also haven't went over because Clay doesn't count in this. Clay Clay's a, actually he's the last of the older group. Now Clay don't count in this. Uh, Steph don't count in this. Harden don't count in this. Uh, Russell Westbrook doesn't count in this. LeBron doesn't count in this. Uh, there's a lot of players who don't count towards the future of the NBA. Now, the young American-born players will be like Tatum. Uh, a lot of the Celtics players, Kimba, uh, there's uh, – I would leave Kyrie to begin that, uh, that age of players. And I would even give you – no, I can't even give you uh, Kevin Durant because he's of the older ones. He's, he's he's 30 now. So looking at the future, those mid-tier players were actually playing the world. The future players were playing the world, and they lost badly. Yeah, but but if you view over, like, a lot of the big players right now, they actually are not American, uh, like, American-born. Even Toronto, what's the uh, player who really shined this past uh, other than Kawhi? Um, what was his name? <laughs> no, uh, you. I'm trying to remember. Uh, Pascal Siakam. Yeah, yeah, Pascal Siakam. He's not American. Yeah. Um, the future I is can, not with America. That. Our mid-tier so, and upcoming were actually played the world and they lost. So you think this we is a concern? Yeah, yeah, I actually do. I, don't, I think the world might actually really outweigh us when it comes to the very recent future. I'm not saying 2020, but I'm saying when the next time it come up, three years after that for the FIBA, we're in trouble. We'll see. Um, I'm not going to overreact. I don't think LeBron's going to be in the league then. None of those players are even going to play in that uh, uh, anymore. Paul George is not going to play in that. All of those are older players. All the best players, American-made American-born, are ushering out into their later part of their careers. They are not the future. They are the fading past of the NBA. The future is, at best right now, uh, Kimba, Donovan Mitchell, Tatum, and there's not many other noticeable players. 
And if you can't if you can't pull them off the top of your head, they're not noticeable enough. <laughs> well, I really haven't been paying attention. But he, I don't think you can count Kimba in there. He's twenty nine. See, that's that's even more trouble. But I'll I, I'll give it to you if you're under thirty. Okay, Kyrie Irving. He's what twenty nine, also, right? He's twenty seven. Twenty seven? Yeah, I I thought he was like the last of the new class, but I guess that would be Kimba. Yeah. The last one before they count into the older class. Uh but uh that that kinda ends it out there. Uh this has been So You Think You Know Sports. Now we're gonna go into the questions, uh run through these here. It is three questions like always. They're all multiple choice. Your guess is about as good as mine. Mohammed comes up the questions. I try to guess the answers, give you a little bit of colorful commentary. And we will meet you next week on Wednesday when our next episode comes out. It will be packed full of great uh, tidbits. Um, But you can go ahead with the first question, Mohammed. First question. Which of the following players did not go to the Hall of Fame on their first ballot? A. Warren Sapp. B. Chris Carter, or C, Jerome Bettis? Mm, That's actually kind of hard. That's hard. That's a hard question. Um, Jerome Bettis plays for the Steelers, uh, also known as the Bus. I feel like he would go number one, but these are all very big name uh, people. Go ahead and repeat the question and answer again. Which of the following players did not go to the Hall of Fame on the first ballot. A, Warren Sapp, B, Chris Carter, or C, Jerome Bettis? I'm like inclined to say Warren Sapp only because he's only slightly less famous than the other players. And I'm not answering the question just yet, but Oh, that's a hard one. Uh, Warren Sapp played for the Buccaneers, also won the Super Bowl with the Buccaneers with John Gruden as the head coach. Uh, that's really like to Coach uh, Dungy's really his Super Bowl. It's known as his kind of ghost Super Bowl because um, it was kind of lined up for John Gruden to get that Super Bowl. Um, what, one last time with the question and answer, and I'll fully answer out. Which of the following players did not go to the Hall of Fame on the first ballot. A. Warren Sapp. B. Chris Carter. Or C. Jerome Bettis. <sighs> yeah, this is really a hard question because when I try to think of who, what reasons why one of these players wouldn't make it, like, a, it's it's so hard. Uh, Chris Carter played for the Vikings. He was very good uh, wide receiver. He also now commentates on Fox Sports uh, in the morning. Um, I feel like Chris Carter is the number one, like a, a hands down first ballot. God, it's hard. This is really. I just gotta choose an answer. Um. Just flip a coin. Jerome. Yeah, Jerome Bettis. That is actually correct. Wow. Because I wasn't <laughs> sure. I really wasn't sure. Like, I had to kind of think of who who might not get that first first uh, go. 
And just because he's a running back and he ended his career long after his real prime, that's the only reason why I had I thought of him. Yeah, that's correct. I think he got in on his third time, second or third, one of those. Yeah. Go ahead with the second question. Who won the NFL League MVP in 2012? A. Adrian Peterson. B. Aaron Rodgers. Or C. Peyton Manning. Yeesh. That's hard. Because uh, I, I really don't keep up with the years, and I, I know all of them have won Super Bowl, so that would make, makes it hard. Um, that is also a time, like 2012 is around the time where all of them were pretty good. So this does make it a hard question. Go ahead again with the question and answer for Who won the NFL League MVP in 2012? A, Adrian Peterson, B, Aaron Rodgers, or C, Peyton Manning? Sheesh. We all know Peyton Manning. He's, like, really, really great uh, when it comes to reading the defense and doing things like that. Um, Who's the other two people? Uh, I just got sidetracked. Aaron Rodgers and Adrian Peterson. Now, Adrian Peterson, amazing running back. He's actually still in the league, um, but that's partly due to him not having money. Uh, But that's a whole other side (laughs) conversation. Um, He has a lot of debt just to kind of sum it up. And who was the third person again? Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. Now, Aaron Rodgers, I think that's around the time he might have won the Super Bowl. I think he only has one MVP of the league, but they all have MVPs he pays for the Packers. Ugh, that's such a hard question. Um, one last time with the question and answer, I'll answer it quickly after this stuff. Who won the NFL League MVP in 2012, A, Adrian Peterson, B, Aaron Rodgers, or C, Peyton Manning? I'm just going to close my eyes and pick one. I'll say Peyton Manning. That's wrong. Who was it? Who was it, it was Adrian Peterson. Ooh, I didn't know. I, I can't tell. I really can't tell. They were all good during that time. And as far as MVPs, um, Adrian Peterson has one, Aaron Rodgers has two, and Peyton Manning has five. Yeah, I knew. I was, I was betting with the odds. <laughs> then I was just like, because he had a few. <laughs> yeah. I was just hoping that that was one of the years. But, yeah, that's, it was a good question. Uh, and we're going to go with the last question and meet you next Wednesday. Uh, like I said, follow us on uh, IG. Tell your friends about us. Um, we're – Really, a a good little outlet for your uh, weekly news and things you may want to know about. Go with that last question. Who has the NFL record for most passing touchdowns in a single season? A, Peyton Manning, B, Tom Brady, or C, Drew Brees? Oh, uh, I think that record was, like, redone very recently. On who it was, um, I'm not sure, but I think somebody set that record not too long ago. Uh, go ahead with the question and answer again. Who has the NFL record for most passing touchdowns in a single season? A. 
Peyton Manning, B, Tom Brady, or C, Drew Brees? Uh, yeah, that's um, kind of hard. And you said it has the most touchdowns in a single season. Yes. Uh, that's probably that's different because I thought I think Drew Brees has recently gotten the most all, all time, but that's not the same question. Um. One more, one last time with the question and answer. Who has the NFL record for most passing touchdowns in a single season? A. Peyton Manning, B. Tom Brady, or C. Drew Brees? You know, and the last time you said it, it just clicked. I'm going to pick Tom, uh, not Tom Brady, but uh, Peyton Manning because he had the most MVP. So, yeah, Tom Brady. No, oh, I keep saying that already. Sorry. Peyton Manning. That's what you want to say. Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning. <laughs> Sorry. My answer is Peyton Manning. <laughs> okay. That, that is correct. But it's, it's not because oh, he has wow. most MVPs. Um, he got that 55 that. touchdowns in 2013. Yeah, so I, I Tom Brady held for a long time for with 50 touchdowns. And then Peyton Manning got 55 in 2013 when they had that great offense and then got smacked in the Super Bowl against the Seahawks. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you're right. Because I was just betting with the odds. Uh, if I had to guess, the better guess is with somebody who's won Super Bowl, sorry, MVPs of the league that many times. Um, so I got two out of three. Not too bad. But like I said, we're going to see you again next Wednesday when we come out with a podcast. Uh, we have fun, up-to-date uh, memes and things to look at when it comes to our IG. Uh, you can tweet at us uh, so you think you know sports along with our YouTube. Uh, this has been So You Think You Know Sports. Good night.